So this is why they picked this particular um, age group, because you, you can see there's a healthy group. Cancers uh, don't typically begin to accelerate in, a, in you know, to, to the older years, basically. But this is, this is the, these are the young. morning and welcome to Shock Callers. My name is Carrie Bigford and I am the Outreach Director with Texans for Vaccine Choice. And today I am very blessed to have the opportunity to interview James McCann, JD, who was the former Managing Director at Marsh USA, where his specialties and duties included risk management consulting, data analysis and management, contract management, mergers and acquisitions, and sales management. But today we are going to talk about Mr. McCann's amazing project that he has been doing with Ed Dowd about some of the fallout from the COVID vaccines. And now I leave it to Jim. Thank you so much for coming, Jim. Thank you, Carrie. And, 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 and again, I just want to thank you and your, your group for all that you do for, for educating the public, pushing the legislative agenda. <laughs> and I know that's been a, a, a huge uphill fight up against behemoths, you know, huge organizations that uh, have been trying to block this all the way. And, uh, and, I, and I thank you for that. Um, just how I got involved, basically, is uh, uh, like a lot of us, we, we started to shift to alternative media to try to find, you know, something just wasn't right with the way, you know, I know something about the Constitution and what was going <laughs> on and, uh, and the uh, people's obviously rights were being abrogated in, in so many ways through this process. So, uh, uh, and I saw several videos uh, that were put out by a gentleman by the name of Ed Dowd and he had formed an organization, and you'll see him all through the social media. He's on multiple platforms, and he formed an organization called Finance Technologies. And within that group, uh, they, they set up something called Humanity Projects. And what I wanted to accomplish today, because the information is massive, was at least do an introduction. I'm standing on their shoulders here, by the way. This is their research. I am contributing bits and pieces of it. But the three leaders are Ed Dowd, Carlos uh, Alegria and, um, and Yuri Nunez. And uh, these last two have their PhDs in math statistics. Um, these, I've been around a lot of smart people in my career. The, the, these guys are, are, are just uh, amazing. And I had a chance, you know, we spend many hours now, many hours uh, on uh, calls like this. And uh, the, the heart of these, these gentlemen uh, and the, the numerous um, investigators and researchers behind them, which I'm one, um, uh, their, their heart basically is to try to turn what appears to be an evolving negative trend to the upside of injuries. This thing is not over with, despite the fact that uh, the vaccinations have more or less uh, abrogated. You know, not as many people are jumping on the vaccine bandwagon, so certainly that's starting to slow up, but the injuries seem to be accelerating. So I want to take you through some of their research and, uh, and, uh, and, and begin to introduce people to another mosaic, if you will, of analysis that they have put together. And when I use the term mosaic, it means they're using multiple data sources to, um, you know, to confirm what they are seeing in other data source analytics that they're doing. And, and frankly, it's, it's, it's scary what we're seeing. So their heart is 
to educate the medical community, the political community, the corporate community, and begin to take actions to try to turn this thing around or slow it down. Because if you don't acknowledge the problem, uh, and we do have a problem, uh, it's in the government's own data, uh, then uh, we're not going to have any shot at fixing this. The good news is, uh, like programs like this, we're seeing people uh, be begin to pick up the truth. It is getting out. We're almost hitting a tipping point, in my opinion, and uh, you know where uh, it, people just starting to get it. Obviously, with uh, with the attorney general filing lawsuit now, uh, this is going to open up the floodgates, in my opinion, legally. And uh, and other, I see other attorney generals jumping in on this, and that the a lot of the corporations are going to be, and the government and the regulators and the CDC, etc. They they've got to be. They know this. They have to know this is going on, and they, they've got to be quite fearful. So with that, let me start diving right into this. Um, Thank you so much for that wonderful explanation. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. It, it's. Um, so this is brand new. They just published this on their website. And, and if, in case I, uh, I forget, I do want to download this presentation you know, on the platform. Uh, I guess it's going to go on Rumble, ultimately. And uh, uh, so people have an access to, to look at these seven slides. It has the links directly to their website. Uh, it's a bit complicated to navigate because it is rich with all kinds of research some of which, frankly, is, is challenging to understand. And uh, some of us got together and we put together this slide to, to just give people a, a bridge, if you will, to what, you know, it, what this is beginning to picture, that this is beginning to, to take place in, in this, at this area. So at the top here, you'll see Humanity Projects, uh, V-Damage, Human Cost. And uh, this takes you to that portion of the website that shows this and, and the data and the, the support and the analysis behind it. Everything is proven up. And they, frankly, have had very little, um, not, they're not getting contested a whole lot because, frankly, uh, Carlos and crew, the, 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 the data is indisputable. You can draw your own conclusions, but then we're going to go through this. But this is, what the, this is the picture of what we're seeing. So this first one, you have a U.S. civilian labor force of 148 million people. And, and, and that's ages, age, age 16 to 64. This is the healthiest segment of our population. Uh, you know, they work, they're motivated to work, they are working, and, uh, and health is important, a factor in them being able to feed their families. Mm -hmm. Well, you go down to the next sector, and we, I thought a funnel made a lot of sense presenting it this way, because what you have is an increasing degree of morbidity, problems starting to surface in the population, and this is a snapshot in time. We'll talk about the trends in the later slides. But we seem to be moving from mild to chronic illnesses, and then we get into severe problems, which manifest in the form of disabilities and then ultimately deaths. On the next slide, uh, I'll just summarize it for you. We'll pull in data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the VAERS database. This is part of this. Um, it's our it's data. There is no more official of data. data. Sources and, excuse me? I was saying, so it's our data. There is no more, it's our data. There is no more official data, correct? It's our government oh, yes. data. No, this is, uh, for mm -hmm. the most part, I'll, I'll, I'll get into that. I jumped ahead a little bit. Yeah. But uh, this is a myriad of data sources. Some of them government, some of them private, for example. Some of the data, the VAERS database, obviously a lot of people hear about, well, that's part of this, just part mm -hmm. of it. 
then you're looking at life insurance data that's come from the carriers. Um, that's kind of hard to hide because when people die, there is a death certificate and there is a, some information that accompanies that. <laughs> Basically, the basic process that they've approached here is they have they go back and look at the government data, and you got years of data, and, and the law the law of large numbers basically says that it, it, it gives you a high degree of predictability the, the, law, the more numbers you have to work with. And uh, so they're going back 10 years or so to, to look at and establish trends, pretty predictable trends from year to year. But then we introduced something new in the system. And believe it or not, it wasn't COVID. Uh, even in, the, in 2020, when COVID manifested, you know, the death rates were fairly consistent even through that. One way they got to that, frankly, and I looked this up myself on the on the World Health Organization, is uh, that all the all the typical flu season injuries just disappeared, and they were substituted with COVID claims. So that was your first clue that I found that that's it's something something uh, that somebody's uh, playing the system here. Mm-hmm. So in any case, uh, in a snapshot in science time, going back to this. We go from no effect, 123 million, or approximately 82% of the population currently is not experiencing any ill effects or, or asymptomatic, that, that, um, uh, that are either unvaccinated or asymptomatic. Then you get down to absences. Now, this is a lot of the absences and disability information primarily is coming from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Now, that's, that's what the, the government's way of managing our productivity you know, for employees across the country. And um, this trend that I was just talking about, there was a 28.6% increase in absent rates and 50% increase in lost work, t- work time. So that's, that's stunning. Uh, that, and uh, I'll show you some graphs later, but these are more than just black swans. They, these are impossibilities statistically. So something was introduced into the system that's causing this huge deviation away from very established trends that took place, you know, over the last decade or so. Then the disabilities, and that results in roughly 26.6 million Americans of the 148 we just talked about in terms of the total. Mm-hmm. Then you've got um, disabilities, 1.36 million above the trend line. These numbers are above the trend line. We're not talking about, you know, total disabilities. Uh, this is the excess disability. Excess disability. And you're looking at a 24.6% increase in the disabilities, the disability rates. That's, again, stunning. And then the extreme is, is uh, the deaths that they've been able to identify. Obviously, you know, the VAERS database is, is that. But also they looked at the results of the life insurance companies. You're seeing anywhere from 25 30% increases, again, excess deaths above the established lines. One of my backgrounds is I did work with our life insurance people, my, my employer, and, and, and these guys are, are, are A-plus actuaries. A, a, a 5% miss on their numbers is like a once-in-200-year event, and we're talking about 25 30% mm-hmm. misses. Uh, that, again, that's an impossibility. They're not saying a whole lot, and it is curious. Uh, we talked about Ed Dad about this in one of the meetings, and, and he certainly has mentioned this in his videos. And, uh, you know, they're not going to say a whole lot, the, the, these insurance companies, because most of them force their employees to get vaccinated or coerce mm-hmm. them. Okay, mm-hmm. we know what that all was about. Yep. And uh, so, uh, obviously, people are, are in a, uh, are in a, a these, these people are in a difficult spot right now. 
this data is there that wasn't hard to pull, and they have to know. You had a question, Carrie? No, I just was blown away at the visual of the destruction that has happened. All those people that should still be here working and healthy that are not able to do that. And the silence is deafening yeah. from our regulatory agencies. Yeah. So we, we kind of came up with this deal that, and the reason we have this funnel is morbidity leads to death. In other words, people are mildly sick. We don't know, and the data is not this granular. We don't know how many of the people in the mild are going to drift into the severe. They're going to ultimately drift into the extreme. So, but this is when we were going over this. I said, you know, this thing looks like a funnel. So, uh, a number of us got together and we designed this to give a picture for people to begin to grasp the extent of the problem, unfolding problem. Then this is not going away. But that, I can jump to the next slide. Okay, I already talked about all the, the data sources. What I try to do here is at least give you a feel for the data that's being pulled and where it's being pulled from. But again, go to the website. Okay, now this is the latest thing that Carlos created. And he, he again went to the... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop over to this for just a minute here. He, he went and pulled data from the St. Louis Fed... Uh, the Fred Time uh, series data, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the current population survey data, and the COVID-19 admitted COVID-19 vaccinations that took place here in the United States, you know, over a course of time. So this is unanalyzed data. This is raw data coming directly from the government. So it's not like somebody can say, well, you know, you put too much weight into this and this assumption's not right. This is, this is, this is the unvarnished government data. So what you look back, and I say we go generally back about 12 years with this, and you can see there's a nice trend line between 40, you know, 4,800 and 6,000 uh, 6, claims uh, or disabilities per 1,000 persons. So this is, the, this is a rate per, uh, per um, uh, thousands of persons, or I should say thousands of persons here. So what you do is take those numbers, you add another, another three zeros to get the, uh, the disabilities that are taking place. And you can see um, that between 2009 and uh, 2020, you've got a fairly consistent range of, uh, of data and, and plays here in terms of disabilities in our workforce. You can see the huge dip at, just after the opening of 2020. That was the shutdown of, uh, of this country. And, um, and you'll notice in two, just to the right of where 2020 bullet point would, would be, uh, that was the introduction of the vaccine. Look at that line. Okay, these, now you're beginning to see an acceleration of disabilities. And uh, this, is, this is stunning. I mean, anything above 6,000, you know, is outside what we'll call the trend. He hadn't applied a trend line to this yet. And he hadn't done any high end. He wanted people to see exactly what, what, what was coming right off the so it's it's incontestable, and uh, the, even though the you know the vaccinations are starting you know to, to tail off, um, and it's some question of what you know what you know to what extent that I'm hearing stories that only ten percent of the population has picked up this last uh, currently has picked up this last COVID these last series of COVID vaccinations, mm -hmm. so uh, we're not seeing what we have you know have seen before. But uh, this is, this is uh, obviously of some concern. 
Um, when you go to the website, and I'm going to keep pointing people back to Finance Technologies website, just click the blue. Um, they offer a, diff a series of different looks on the, on the population, the employed population. We look at the, the population that is over 65, uh, you know, et cetera. So you have different looks at the population and you get different results. But once again, I want to emphasize this is the healthiest element of our population here that we are looking at, the employed population. And this is from 16 and over. So this includes guys like me that may still be working that are approaching 70. So, but uh, it's, it's something we need to be, you know, concerned about. Like Ed used to say, we're not here to point blame, but we're going to lay the data out. And then hopefully people will begin to, to look at this and say, gee, you know, what is this? It's pretty obvious from this graph what the problem is. But, yeah. you know, I'm, certainly we, we, all of us would entertain alternatives. But uh, Ed was asked in a meeting the other day, um, how many, you know, how many government entities, you know, are contacting you to talk about this, asking for help, wanting to see the data? And he, he's saying the silence is deafening. Mm -hmm. And these are credible people putting this information together. But as you can see from here, there's no analysis here. This is, this is right off the government's data. So uh, there should be an outcry, but obviously people are staying silent. This has to scare them, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, this is... And I'm so saying, we're, we're going to hit a tipping point in 2024. You can't cover this up. This data definitely suggests that it's not as safe and effective as they claimed in all of the commercials. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, um, you know, without, I'll just say this, even my business, you know, trust has always been the coin of the realm. And they just about spent it. You know, safe and effective obviously wasn't the case at all. Uh, I think, and if you look at the website, uh, the first page of, well, this, this handout I talked about earlier, you know, uh, and I'll just go ahead and read this, but, but basically um, their mission is to um, yeah, they recognize or accept the fact that regulatory institutions are now captured by financial and political interests mm -hmm. and uh, unable or unwilling to, uh, to get to the truth. And, and this is just another independent source to take a look at the data, mm -hmm. instruct legislators, doctors in particular, let me just say this, until we acknowledge the problem that is taking place before us, and that includes the, you know, the medical community, our politicians and legislatures in particular, uh, this trend is going to continue. I'll tell you, the heart of these gentlemen that I'm working with is to try to turn that trend around. But, and that means looking for solutions. There may be ways to, 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 to screen the body of of, of, well, obviously we think it's the spike proteins and other things that I'm not a doctor, um, but uh, we need to get the, our best minds in a Manhattan Project type approach to, to address this because this is, this is an ongoing tragedy. It has not stopped since the vaccinations have stopped. And again, thank you, Carrie, for, for getting the legislation through for, you know, through Texas to, uh, to stop the, uh, but you know, the, 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 unfortunately the horse is already out of the, you know, out of the gates and out of the barn. So, um, and that's and what I think is the next, next step for our, our group to try to address this. Well, you know that TFEC is going to be there fighting for change all the way to advance and protect medical liberty for all Texans. And this is going to be a grassroots deal because I'm, I'm just telling you, these people even sitting in these C-suites that followed the, the Biden mandates to, uh, you know, uh, um, and, and you might say, oh, let me just tell you this. We did look at other age groups. They don't, they're not carrying a trend like this. 
That, that's another way of confirming that these, <laughs> that, that, uh, that, that this that is the, the vaccine, vaccine mandates. <laughs> it's the mandates. It was mm -hmm. the mandates. The mandates. And, uh, and they've got to be very concerned in these C-suites. Uh, yeah. Very concerned because I do not know. I've tried getting in line myself. It's interesting. A lot of this data is missing, but I, I told Carlos I'm I'm trying to pull data and and look for well, what's the group, uh, the group health data looking like with, with these insurance mm -hmm. corporations, and it's uh, I'm not able to find it. And uh, mm -hmm. so I and you got to figure. And this is the guess on my part, pure speculation. But I got to believe there is beginning to show some deterioration in their health insurance results, because mm. um, a lot of these big corporations take huge deductibles. They and mm -hmm. they actuarially look at those numbers, and they are doing their own projections. Mm -hmm. So that that's another place that ultimately maybe we can look later. Uh, I'm not having any luck on that yet. But uh, jumping on on this slide, when I first joined this group, uh, Carlos came on. He was a bit somber. And uh, he was showing us this is the this is data coming out of the UK now. Remember, I said we look at multiple sources to try to confirm what mm -hmm. we're seeing. And uh, and then, again, I can't give these guys enough credit. I am just along for the ride. <laughs> it's like men and boys. Uh, these guys are a superior analysts. But uh, um, this is the UK cause of death. Interestingly enough, UK has far more granular and available mm -hmm. data on what is happening to their citizenry. So what you're looking at here is the age group 15 to 44. Um, and, it, and you're looking, and, and as I said before, what Carlos does is he establishes what historical trend has been going back to 2020. And with little variation, you can see there isn't more than a like a 9% variation. And what we're looking at on this left chart is excess deaths per 100,000. And uh, he establishes a certain rate, uh, a, 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 a death rate, if you will. And, uh, and he's made the adjustments. This is where you do have to apply some, some analysis and make some assumptions here. And, and everything is documented on the website of what his assumptions and methodologies were. And, uh, but you can see, uh, based on his analysis, there was a, a more than a 10% variation in any year on excess deaths and uh, in terms of the established trends. Then we got into 2020. Now, some of this is certainly our elderly who are not being treated properly. I'll mm -hmm. say this. Um, it was almost as if, you know, the, uh, they, we all saw that they were not doing the things they normally do during a normal flu outbreak, you know, mm -hmm. medications, you mm -hmm. treat early, you keep them yeah. out of the hospital. This is, has been a time and tested way to handle the flu. They didn't do that during mm -hmm. the, uh, the onset of COVID. Mm -hmm. And they sent the people home. And then when they got into the hospital, you know, there's a whole other story regarding uh, remdesivir, which was the only approved uh, protocol in, in mm -hmm. these hospitals for people that were infected. So uh, I, I'm going to say my assumption when I see 2020, uh, the early increase of the, of the injuries, and this is broken down between males and females. But you see, when you're looking at data, you're not a doctor. You can only make assumptions at this point. So this is Jim McCann and the rest of us saying, you know, what happened in 2020? Because this is before the vaccinations. Mm -hmm. People are going to say, well, it was long COVID. You know, you know, there may be some truth to that as well. Um, but you saw from the prior graph, we didn't see the disability rates until after the introduction of the vaccinations. But 
Uh, I think the and then the shutdowns. I will tell you this: I, one of the things I've been doing, uh, and I have a tool that, that Carlos is giving me, and I'm looking at um, substance abuse uh, claims in the in the um, in, in English data, and I'll give you a little preview. But uh, certainly, drinking and substance abuse definitely increased during this period. So that's going to be contributing to that particular increase in 2020. Um, uh, but again, we're still building this mosaic. Mm -hmm. But uh, but look at 2021, 2022. These are these are percentages away from the trend. So you're looking for men in particular. Uh, it's it's like 55 percent, and women it was like 30 percent away from the um, from the trend in terms of deaths. In terms of deaths. That's an unheard of increase, correct? Excuse me? That is an unheard of increase, correct? Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I'll, I'll get into that on the next slide. Let me, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll show you that in just a second. But again, this is the UK data. Mm -hmm. And uh, you'll see here something called an ICD-10 code. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and this is what the world uses to classify deaths in what you know, category that caused the death. This is causation analysis, if you will, for the 15 to 54 in the UK. Now you go to the right. Now we're getting into high-end statistics. I'm always hesitant to put, you know, to put this in there. But you see something called uh, Z-scores. Think of this as standard deviations away from the norm, is mm -hmm. what this is. And uh, you, you, you're looking at 12 standard deviations. And keep in mind, this is cardiovascular diseases alone. This isn't all deaths, by the way. This is just cardiovascular incidents. All right. Because we and that's the one that people have already begun to pick up on. Mm -hmm. So, Carlos then moved and said, "Let's take a look at malignant neoplasms, which is short for or is long for cancers." Mm -hmm. And these are ICD-10 codes, range C00 to C97. And again, we're looking at the UK Cause of Death Project, where we have far more granular data to see what's going on. You notice here. 2020, there was no increase in cancers or you know, no negative deviations, okay? And uh, there were no deviations from the norm in 2020 for cancers. In other words, it was playing along as it always had. People say, well, you know, a lot of people weren't getting their, uh, you heard this story, a lot of people weren't getting screened for mm -hmm. breast cancers and other things, and thereby we had a lot more deaths. And then, and that may contribute to some of this, but uh, so 2020 was shut down, but again, we were showing negative deaths for cancer. What's stunning here is with the introduction of the vaccines, you're seeing, you know, obviously an increase in cancers now. This is just cancers, the whole myriad of, 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 uh, of ICD-10 codes that are related to various types of cancers. So, and, and then we drill any deeper to see what types of cancers are in play here. And this is, frankly, Carlos has built a tool that will allow doctors to go in and zero in on, on these causes to give these doctors and researchers clues as to what may be the cause here to work their way backwards to, to real causes. And, uh, but you see 2022 now, and this was the scary part. Instead of this thing plateauing off, these injuries, these deaths, mm -hmm. we, which we had assumed was going to happen once they abrogated the, the vaccines, we're seeing an acceleration. And that is why we need to, uh, to, to start pounding on, on people mm -hmm. now, as 
through education, through platforms like this, through interviews, to start getting um, uh, the, the medical community involved, legislatures involved, politicians involved. And keep in mind, there's going to be a lot of resistance to that. Most of these politicians promoted these vaccinations. So it's, it's going to be a, a, a difficult environment if and when, and I think it's a matter of when now, people realize them or their loved ones maybe didn't die, but they're, they're suffering from, from you know, anything from mild situations to, uh, to um, long-term. And, and by the way, another way to drill in, drill in on this, and we're, we're looking at right now, is uh, um, this is more, well, obviously, ages 15 to 44. This isn't a group that normally suffers cancers, okay? Mm -hmm. So this is why they picked this particular um, age group, because you, you can see it's a healthy group. Cancers uh, don't typically begin to accelerate in, a, in you know it's, it's at the older years basically. But this is this is the these are the young, these are the young. So that that's the uh, you know that's the the story here. But again, I'm putting clicks here. I want to point people to the website. Begin mm -hmm. using it. Begin directing people to it. Um, uh, Ed is prepared at some point to get before Congress if they'll call him uh, or Carlos, both of them. Uh, they would offer that in a heartbeat um, you know, uh, to uh, to get out there. Um, at, at some point, I, you know, I'd like to see, you know, maybe this information be useful to, uh, to Ken Paxton. Of course, he's focusing on the fraud aspect, uh, mm -hmm. which is pretty obvious now, safe and effective. But this is getting into the damages. I mean, he's focusing on, I think, the Deceptive Trade Practices Act mm -hmm. claims and uh, and misrepresentation of what these vaccines would or wouldn't do. But uh, mm -hmm. this is getting into the damage aspect of it. And uh, uh, and again, uh, we're, we're we're cyber warriors. We we need to you know, push the information out. And at some point in time, a critical mass will be achieved. And uh, and I hope this will at least contribute towards it. That's that's basically it. Carrie, uh, do you have any questions? This data is mind-blowing, Jim. I'm so yeah. thankful for you and your team for putting it together. And I, my whole body is just shocked at how much damage is really happening. I know the emails that I receive every week and the calls that I receive every week from people that are hurting and they, they're trying to find resources and they're being gaslit by providers yeah. and, you know, they were asking about liability since they got injured from an employer-based mandate and there's all of these issues. You know, I just, I'm so comforted knowing that you guys are out here creating this data and I'm so comforted knowing that Team TFEC will continue to distribute this information. And for those of you out there that have struggled to have this difficult, sensitive conversation, I would like to remind you and encourage you to join us you can go to our website, texansforvaccinechoice.com, and you can fill out a volunteer form and we'll provide all the training and resources to help you have this successful outreach encounter to share this vital information for all of humanity. And I'm just so thankful to be a part of it and to have met you, Jim, to have you be a part of it also. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for, for, for setting this up, Carrie. I know when you and I first... Uh, got together on this and uh, that uh, I was told I was seeing things that were scaring me <laughs> and, and um, yeah. I'm reaching out to various people that, that try to get this out. And, uh, and, and obviously the, uh, these guys are doing the lion's share of the work mm -hmm. and, and they're pushing it hard through multiple media 
outlets, the independent media. And uh, I'm starting to see, you know, I, I think all of us are starting to see some movement, some mm-hmm. movement in this. And uh, yeah. thankful for, for Ken Paxton and uh, mm-hmm. you know, really, you know, giving this thing some teeth because as he gets into this and other states get into this, uh, and they will, mm-hmm. um, more uh, and more light is shed on this. This is all going to come out. Uh, my, my biggest mm-hmm. concern is we got a, a number of other black swan events, financial, we got obviously things going on politically, we have things going on with uh, with wars across the planet, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm worried about the motivations of certain uh, people to uh, to try to keep this off the front page, because this is this is going to make people upset. This is huge. This is a disaster. This There's no other way to describe it. It's yeah. a disaster, and to hear and see through the wonderfully collated data that it's accelerating even though the people are not receiving the vaccines at anywhere near the level they were before to still see an acceleration in the injury trends is very alarming especially with the cancer trends in people that are so young it really is quite atypical one of the other projects they're working on is the fertility project they're looking Mm -hmm. at now uh, impact on fertility rates Mm -hmm. they've got a series of uh, projects out there in various phases but so we meet every other week and go over what's going on, what the results are, and we contribute what we can. But I'd say, you know, these and good people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's impressive. I, it, I just wish I had more skill to, to help them. But this is just, you know, part of my, part of my efforts to, to help get the word out because the, the, the data is there. So, yeah, the data is there, and we need to see yeah. it and make choices based upon it so that we can save ourselves. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate you so much for coming on, Jim. This data is incredible. We will make sure that people have access to it so they can verify it and begin to understand what is happening for themselves and maybe even answer some questions for friends that have been suffering about what is the cause of the suffering. Because if it's not, if it's not the COVID vaccines, what has caused so much data deviation? Something has caused this and we need to find out what. Talk to your politicians, talk yep. to your representatives, talk to your doctors, talk, uh, talk to, uh, yep. you know, obviously the government officials, the medical yep. community. Just keep talking and yep. get it out. And that's, if you don't know how to talk, come to Team <laughs> TFVC and we will help you discover the how of effective okay. communication and outreach. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you again for what you've been doing and your group <laughs> have been doing from day one. That's, that's, it's, it's. Well, it's a team effort and we're not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've proven yourself. You've gotten results. You've gotten results. Thank you for listening to the Shot Callers podcast. Please, if you found value in this content, rate us and share the podcast with a friend. It's a great way to get the message out and to empower everyone to make informed decisions. Until next time, never forget, we are the Shot Callers.